I mean, it's our job to have a guest to have a beautiful experience and to go home and say, wow, that was amazing. I think this is what it's all about. Uh, we have, um, this is a responsibility and it's a responsibility not just with the guest, but even with the staff. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. We've spoken many times about the importance of Italian migration and culture on the Australian culinary landscape. Recently in Australia, we've seen more of a regional Italian expression to food offerings as operators explore their roots and deliver a taste of specific regions and cities in Italy. What does that look like in an Australian setting like near a beach? Patrick Agostinelli is the co-owner of Bar Milano in Maroubra, Sydney. Patrick, how are you? Yeah, very good. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you on the show. You've um, sort of made a bit of a name for yourself in a in a suburb that's known more for surf than anything else. So what's it like having a Bar Milano down there in Maroubra? Look, um, I moved in Maroubra five years ago with uh, with with my wife, and we always loved the place, and we always thought that it was something kind of missing and missing a bit of a kind of not a spar, but to have kind of something funky, somewhat something trendy, something different. And through through the years, we always thought, why we not? Why not us? Why not open a Bar Milano? And yeah, and then and this. Uh, and he's, um, the, the area is just, just fell in love straight away with the place. And, uh, the community has been extremely supportive since we opened day one. Um, it's just been crazy busy since, since, since the beginning. And yeah, it's just, I just feeling like a home to be honest. And uh, it's just great. I just love the, love the area. I, I wish people will push Marubra a little bit more because there are so much to offer. Mm. Tell us a little bit about Bar Milano and, and the offering that you've created there. So uh, Bar Milano is literally um, a merge between a North Italian cuisine and uh, kind of the coastline, eastern suburbs kind of feeling. So we kind of tweak it a bit the dishes and it's literally the merge between the two, the two, the two cultures. Um, so we offer him from dishes, which is all about memories, really, you know, better than me. Um, we have some dishes like Vitello Tonnato, which my grandmother used to make at least <laughs> once or, two, or twice every, every week. And we, yeah, I uh, would just love that dish way too much. And, uh, and I couldn't, I couldn't just, um, I couldn't just resist to put on the menu. And it's all about telling the story, the dishes, the connection, and pass the connection obviously to the guests, which is, I think, is this is what it's all about: uh, the industry and the hospitality. Well, tell us a bit about that that balance between the tradition and and honouring that, and and the location and and of, of where you are. Well, the, obviously not Italian and uh, Eastern suburbs. Obviously, two different locations, two different climates. But and it's, um, we have, as I said, these traditional dishes, and we have some seafood options as well. And we have as well. Uh, also, we do pizza al taglio as well, which is a, not a really common things at the moment in Australia, but it's really growing. And and as well, we're changing a bit the dish based on kind of what the guests 
one as well. You know, we, we communicate so much with them and they said, we would like to add this or this other dish. We're just playing a bit. We just want to make feel the guest part of the restaurant and part of actually the development of the menu, which is, I think is extremely important. Uh, you mentioned um, having seafood dishes and being near the coast and Milan is, is sort of landlocked. So um, is, there, is there a lot of seafood dishes from Milan that feature on, on the menu or is it a, a sort of a spin that you've uh, created because of um, being near a beach in Australia? It's a bit more a uh, spin, definitely, definitely more a spin. I mean, growing up in north of Italy, there's definitely more um, meats mm. and obviously totally different kind of dishes. So obviously, yeah, we kind of adapt and we just adjust it um, around the, obviously the area and, uh, and, um, and the community. Well, take us back to when you were young and with your family. What sort of role did food play in your family? Um, my, my parents had a restaurant for, I think it's past three, three, two, three generations. And um, yeah, so it was really old, old restaurants. And we passed it on from grandparents, grand grandparents, grandparents, my parents. And uh, I don't know, for me, it was like a Luna Park, to be honest. Um mm-hmm. I just loved it. I love touching everything. And sometimes, obviously, my grandmother smacked me in the head and said, don't do this. And, um, but yeah, it was just good. And the smell, the sense of everything, you know, things, they were boiling, things, they were cooking, flowers everywhere. And it was a bit chaotic, to be honest, because it was a very busy restaurant. But I just loved it. And the interaction with the guests, uh, the energy that was on the floor, everything was just, uh, it was just incredible. I have so many memories growing up that it's just, um, I guess this is why I'm here right now with you talking. It's just, um, I still have the vibe and I still have the, um, the, <clears throat> the energy and all these positive things since I grew up and I still have the, the passion 100%. Do you have any stories of, of that time of, of being young and in those restaurants and, and, this, and that you can share? Uh, yeah, a few. But one of the coolest thing I think is, um, is really was exchanging um, zucchini or any kind of vegetable with the neighbor. The neighbor was given, I don't know, there's some chicken, so they were given the egg and we were given to them the zucchini and things like that, kind of all trading. And it was just, it was just, great it was just i don't know it's uh but see my village is only a little town on 900 people in the middle of nowhere in the hubs close to switzerland and everything is just just extremely genuine and nothing really changed in the past 50 60 years and it's great 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 memories can you can you tell us about the food of the region and sort of any sort of dishes that sort of stand out, particularly from the family restaurant as well, that sort of speak of um, where you're from? Oh, uh, well, pizzoccheri is definitely the, the highlight. Uh, pizzoccheri, they are kind of, they are back with tagliatelle and then they put a lot of garlic, a lot of onion, a lot of cheese, a lot of butter. Um, there's some cabbage and the potato, so really rich. And years ago, that it was an extremely uh, back with flour was extremely cheap, so it was uh, my area years ago was pretty poor. So the, that pizzoccheri dish was literally once a week, once every three, four days, always on the table. Um, Kisheri and Shad, they're like um, 
the cheese fritters made from buckwheat as well, and the tarots, which is similar kind of to a puree with beans, and, and again, a lot of cheese, a lot of butter. <laughs> Anything that cheese and butter is, tastes good anyway. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, very, 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 very kind of basic. A lot of um, offals as well, and livers, and oh my God, just because years ago, you know, when, when you when you have an animal, you, you literally didn't throw away anything. You use every single part. And is yeah, some dishes at the moment, I think if we play it on the table, they, for some people, they're going to be extremely challenged. But for us, it was back then, it was kind of normal. And um, yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Tasty food. Tell us about the move to Australia. Uh, I came in Australia 10, 12 years ago, actually. Um but before that, I actually, so I left Italy when I was 18 uh, to learn English. And I went to, to Ireland uh, for 10 years. And after I came here, yeah, 12 years, 12 years ago. So, yeah, I've been away 22 years. Yeah, long time, but again, uh, beautiful experience. Some positive times and negative times, which negative times sometimes I think they're good. I think they make you stronger and uh, then you grow through it. And yeah, I was still at 12 years ago. I just fell in love straight away with um, <clears throat> with the country. I was supposed to stay here for literally just one year with the working on the visa and and after taking another challenge somewhere else. But yeah, no, I stay. I stay because I see the value of the country. I see the, the principle of the country and everything. And I got literally sponsor. I think after one month I was here. Uh, so I was very fortunate. So I'm very, very fortunate. And I started to work in Dalinaba in a <laughs> high volume, high pressure restaurant. We were turning 1,300 covers on Saturday night, which it was, <laughs> it was, wow. yeah, it was full on. And this is actually <laughs> the place where I met uh, my wife, uh, Georgette, and she was the general manager at the time. And I learned so much from her. And, and it was, it was amazing. It was, a, it was a food restaurant and it just every single day was busy. No stop consistently. And from that, um, I see my passion for food and wine kind of pushed me to go a little bit more on a fine dining uh, restaurant. So I went to Pendolino. I was there for a couple of years with Nino. Uh, amazing experience. Um, even in terms of wine, uh, Raffaele was my <clears throat> the master of wine. He taught me so much. He put so much passion. And he passed it to me. And, and I was very fortunate there. And I went to the gantry, stayed there for a couple of years, which I met Joel Bigford, uh, which we were um, two years after uh, Adaria, which was a general manager at Marmora Restaurant. And yeah, things just started from casual going up, one hat, two hats, and I just push all the time to get results and, and you know, strive always to get the best results possible. Take us back to your time at Pendolino. Nino Zaccali's created an incredible interpretation of Italian food there. But what was it like for you, um, you know, who knew Italian restaurants back in Italy? How did Pendolino compare to that when you started working there? Look, it was very authentic. It was very authentic that um, 
their their uh, flow, which they were just uh, unaided. They were just making fresh pasta consistently every single day. They had uh, two people just doing that. Uh, the quality of the product was really high, and the offering I think it was great. I, I find it all Pendolino probably one of the best Italian restaurants in Sydney, and extremely consistent. And Nina, as you know, is a very passionate person, and he's just um, he's just involved from from A to Z on everything. And um, uh, it was it was a great place to work, definitely. And the setup is amazing in Strand Arcade, so I couldn't I couldn't find a better place to start a kind of fine dining uh, experience in Australia. What did you take from your time at Pendolino? Uh, food, amazing, great. But I think my passion for wine that really started to develop. Um, Valtellina, the area that I'm from, is surrounded by. I'm surrounded by wine. Um, we have this uh, wine called Chiavenasca, which is literally on a biolo, and and I just every day sipping wine, tasting wine. I did my courses, and, and it's a great experience. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think my wine, my wine knowledge there really, really, really started, and, and I'm super passionate about it. I'm super passionate about everything that is involved in hospitality. So the wine, yeah, definitely great. It, it sent you in a direction of of carving a career as a, a sommelier. T- tell us about the the wine experience that you like to deliver, and sort of what's important in regards to a wine list and also the offering from a sommelier. Uh, in, in terms of that, I mean, the, the wine is, um, well, at the moment, example, Bar Milan, and try to kind of uh, take the guest to a direction to kind of try the wine from my area because at the moment, not many people knows this type of wine. So you obviously tell the story to them and you explain the wine and they grow a certain attitude and a certain climate. And I think this is all about telling the story to the guests and just give it that genuine interaction. And they really feel it and they feel comfortable to go for the wine because, it's, as I said, it's a genuine interaction and they just want to be part of it. You mentioned that you had experiences with the gantry and, and Aria and, and also a sort of a detour into Middle Eastern with Nile Restaurant. Um, what, what's What's been the real sort of influences um, on you? Do you have any stories of... of moments that helped sort of carve your path for you? Um, I'd probably say at the, at the when I, um, I was general manager at the gantry, and I think when I met Joel, uh, Joel is um, and we colleague and become uh, very good friends, and it just we literally have the same passion on everything, and even on days where we're catching up and just try to um, – always deliver a better experience. And it was just, I'm not saying it's an obsession, but it was pretty close. We just want to just get every day to just step up all the time on something and, you know, really look after the details and everything. It's just, I think that when I met Joel, and I knew since day one that he was definitely going to be one of the best chefs in the country, which I think he is. And, uh, yeah, I think that moment really something clicked on me and I said, that's it. He's uh, the perfect person, perfect person for me to share food and wine and their all kind of experience in the restaurant. You were general manager at Aria and and left there during sort of lockdowns and the pandemic. What was it? What was it like making that shift during that sort of that adversity and that period of time to create your own venue? Uh, 
obviously pandemic wasn't a good time for anyone but it's uh, uh when i was sitting with my wife one 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 evening i told me with a glass of wine i said i think this is the time for us this is a time for us to kind of not say get out of comfort zone but to try to deliver what we always thought it was going to be to have a restaurant down in Marubra beach and it just clicked like that in one second and we left our jobs very secure job she has a very secure job for many years i was area which probably one of the best restaurants in australia and from that day we just sat down and we put some draft or how the restaurant is going to look how the menu is going to look the wine everything the concept that we just didn't stop it was literally 24 7 it was just great take us back to when you found the site and um and the challenges in the early days of building your own restaurant uh, the um the place is uh, the day that we kind of uh, we decided to open a restaurant. Just start to search on the internet, we find this place, and it was just perfect. I, we walked in and we said, "That's it. That's the place." We didn't really overthink. I, I think it took about half an hour, and we just visioning straight away how it was going to look the restaurant. Obviously, it was very challenging because the COVID and, and all, all all the stuff that obviously happened, but we. we we were confident. We were confident that the product was going to work. We were confident that the community was definitely going to be behind, and it was something different that is kind of going, was going to kind of shake a bit Marubra and bring something different, a different offer, and a different dining experience. With with a family and um, history with with restaurants, what what sort of advice or learnings did you take from from family in regards to running your own restaurant? Um, my family, uh, I think probably the biggest, the best advice they gave me is um, in any situation, there's positive and negative. Just take the positive, forget about the negative. Stick with your goal and just go for it. And that's it. I think this is what my mother always repeat all the time. And I think there's, there's a good approach. Um, and again, when it's something doesn't work on in a situation that is not completely positive, I mean, is you need to kind of stick what is in your head and what's your vision of the restaurant be successful. I mean, that that's life. I mean, that's, it can't be just happy days every day, you know. And from the negative you learn, you learn, you just get stronger, you get thicker skin and uh, you just, um, you kind of um, uh, look into yourself and you just, you know, make you stronger. You, you mentioned that you um, run the restaurant with your wife. Tell us about the operations and and, and how, how you pull it together. Uh, Sometimes I don't even know how we pull it together. <laughs> uh, yeah, we sometime we argue, which I think is normal. And um, we argue about silly things. At the, at the end, as I said, the vision is exactly the same. So we work and we sometimes kind of have this little argument to uh, make the restaurant always better, to make the offering always better. And there is sometimes, yeah, there is challenging, but I think it's, um, we have so much passion, both of us, that it just, uh, and it just is beneficial at the end for, for, for the business from Bar Milano. You spent your career in some pretty incredible restaurants in Sydney, but what surprised you about running your own business? Uh, 
Look, sounds a bit strange, but I, I don't, I feel the different, but I don't feel the different. In a way that every place that I worked, I always treat the restaurant like if it was my restaurant. So, and I think that's the key of hospitality or any person that work in hospitality. I think you need to treat the restaurant like if it's your restaurant. How would you approach the guests or how you sell uh, the, the offering of the restaurant? How you interact with the guests if it's your restaurant? And I think that is always, is always be on, on, on me. And I think that's the key of uh, or ever <clears throat> uh, successful business. And I think that should be kind of the aim of everyone. You mentioned a, a dish a bit earlier that was influenced by your grandmother. Is there, is there a dish or two you can tell us about uh, on the menu that does reach into to history and um, sort of tell the story um, of your family's past? Yeah, my grandmother, because in the kitchen it was my, my grandmother and my father. <clears throat> so we live in a house, they were literally my family and my grandparents, and uh, there were three different families, uh, my uncle, and we all live in there, we all share in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty intense. It was pretty intense. And um, <clears throat> my grandmother, yeah, the dishes, like I said, the pizza al taglio there again, my, my grandmother used to make that quite often, uh, cotoletta milanese, often, very often. The uh, polenta embrasato very very often, and um, yeah, it was my my, my father was an amazing chef, and so is my grandmother. But his uh, everything was fresh, pasta was fresh, everything was just spot on, beautiful mushroom boulevard, which actually I can see in some rest that they're coming back, bit of fashion, but I think yeah, and. Um, traditional obviously tiramisu and all these dishes but it's the preparation i think the preparation is the best part i mean when you eat it's even better but the preparation the cutting the kind of putting all the ingredients together the measure and the all the ingredients the build up before you actually finish the dish and you eat it i think that was the difference it was the the chatting and the conversation uh, this is seasonal this is not seasonal this is blah 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 and uh, the explanation of the little details of the ingredients which is cuisine that sounds pretty basic but i think there's so much behind and then the passion and the love for the ingredients is i think is is incredible you're giving Sydney ciders a taste of of back home, um, you know, in the context of of Australia's dining scene. What what does family think about what you've created? Uh, the families in um, the, the guests, they they just they they love to have a taste of what North Italian cuisine is. Uh, they feel that there is there is. Um, all kind of the memories that I had, we put on the menu and we literally deliver it to the guest. And the, the story star when they bring all the dishes, we explain the menu and all the memories of uh, my childhood about my grandmother and my parents. And the guests love that. As I said, they love, they want to hear the, the story. They love to see the, the owners on the floor. They deliver in this experience being as you say, and have this genuine, again, interaction with them. They, they want to know more and more and more all the time. And the menu change as well. Every two, three weeks, we add three, four different dishes. 
and they all asked me when you're gonna put pit soccer again on the menu saying which is one of my traditional dishes from my village which they love and we put one one night as a special and it sold out literally in like half an hour an hour and it's, it's incredible it's a beautiful feeling um, it's a beautiful feeling what about your family what do they think about what you've created here <laughs> and they're proud I think they're proud they're very proud they're very proud and um and if I'm here opening the restaurant, it's obviously because of them and my grandparents and all the passion that passed it to me. So, yeah, they're very proud. Has it been hard creating something so amazing here but being so far from them? Uh, yeah, no, no, no easy, definitely. definitely. But my father promised me he's going to come this this summer or next summer so he can help me in the kitchen as well <laughs> so that's gonna make things a little bit easier because he makes the best cafe de paris on planet earth yeah he worked in Switzerland for several several years and he, he studied in lausanne he one of the best cooking cooking school uh, in europe uh, his skills that are out of control amazing so hopefully he's gonna come here very soon so he can help me to put extra input on the menu what you've created there at Bar Milano, it's got a real, um, it, it's affected so many people and known as a place to, to not just dine, but have fun. Um, what do you love about what you do? And as we said at the beginning, it's like a, it's like a Luna Park. It's um, still now, still now, it's crazy. After 30 years plus, I still have the same thing. As, the guests have a smile and joy and, and just have fun with the food and uh, just the, the ambience. It, it just, I mean, it's our job to have a guest to have a beautiful experience and to go home and say, wow, that was amazing. I think this is what it's all about. Uh, we have, a, this is a responsibility and it's a responsibility not just with the guests, but even with the staff in the sense that we have to, build the staff in a way that when they're going to go to the next job, they're going to be the best. We want to pass that same feeling and passion to them. And I think that is the key. And you need to be surrounded by, by this type of staff. And uh, yeah, the staff didn't really change since, uh, since we first opened. And we're very fortunate because at the moment, as you know, there's a bit of shortage in the industry. And uh, now they're, they're very, very lucky. Well, Patrick, congratulations on what you've created there at Bar Milano, and it's an absolute honour to have you on Deep in the Weeds today. Um, please keep in touch, and we'll catch up again soon. Will do. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, and uh, have a great day, I guess. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we take a deep dive into the lives of the incredible people who ply their trade in the food and hospitality sector. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds Podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.